let's bring it back. I'm sure everyone's excited about dinner, because I'm pretty keen for some dinner too. Uh, it's been a while since I've been up here preaching, so I may be a bit rusty, but we'll find that out sooner or later. Um, but tonight, uh, we've, we've started doing a separate kind of thing to the morning service, um, so we're not going based on any series, so I kind of had free reign with what I got to pick, which is pretty cool and pretty scary at the same time. Um, but tonight, I have something that I think is pretty applicable, and for me, it's been very applicable and still will be after tonight. Um, but my message tonight is called Uncivilized, and the definitions up there I think are pretty cool. Um, I also just want to clarify, by uncivilized, I don't mean let's go beat people up or anything like that, just to preface this message. Um, it's more to do with, uh, we'll find out, but just to clarify, I don't want people attacking other people, just so you know. Um, but my hope is that by the end of this message that all of us here will have a fresh passion and excitement to see God work through us um, and a passion to live lives on the edge a bit more bold for God and taking steps for Him and also a hunger to see our spiritual gifts and the Holy Spirit more uh, experienced through us um, and for others. So that's my hope. And I wanted to start this message off by saying that um, this message for me has been very important. And as I said, can, will keep being important um, because the more I looked into this, the more times I noticed that I missed opportunities to be bold and to, to be brave and to step out for Jesus. Um, so I want you to know that I'm coming here with a full lot of humility. Um, and I'm just really excited to learn from this message as much as you guys are um, so that I can put it into practice as well. So, yeah, let's just pray and open this up to God. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that we can come here every week um, and hang out together as a family, Lord, and we can come and experience what you have to offer us. We just pray that tonight, Lord, that you will open all of our ears and our hearts to hear what it is you have to say, Lord, whether it's a part of the message or not. And we just pray, Lord, that you will speak uh, straight to us the words that you want us to hear, Lord, and that we'll have opportunities to explore that further as we go, Lord. So we lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. So let me start by asking, who has someone in their life that they look up to and say, wow, that person is on fire for Jesus. I need to watch that person. Who's, who's got someone? Yeah, a lot of us. That's great. Um, I have a few of those, which is very helpful. I quite enjoy that. Uh, and I caught up with one of them the other day over great coffee, because all meetings are done over great coffee, which is good. <laughs> um, and so we caught up, we, ch we chatted about ministry, about life, all things that we, we needed to catch up on. And one of the things that he was telling me was that he's, he's been putting this thing into his life um, that is quite simple, but also quite scary. Um, but he's been trying to, every time he's out somewhere, he's, he's been trying to pick up on what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to him in that moment. Um, but not just that, he's trying to be more active in actually responding to it and doing what God wants him to do in the moment, um, which to me just sounds, it sounds simple, but it sounds kind of crazy. Anyone else feel that? Um, and he was telling me of all these stories where he'd just be having coffee or food with someone and he'd just get up and be like, all right, I'll be right back. I've just got to go like talk to this person over here or uh, go pray with this person over there. Just because he felt like God was calling him to do that in the moment, which is cool. I love that. And then towards the end of the conversation, he, he was like, well, Nathan, I feel like God's asking me to go back with our mugs and talk to the barista and just tell her that Jesus loves her. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. All right, see how that goes. Uh, and so... We kept talking for a bit, and then all of a sudden, he's like, all right, let's do this. And he got up, took the mugs back, and went and told the barista that Jesus loved her. And um, 
I wasn't the one doing this, but I felt like I was the one doing it in the sense that I was sitting there watching him from about 10 meters away and I was like freaking out for him. I was like, wow, that's, that's something pretty courageous doing that. Like, because the expression on the Briss's face was pretty much like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but he did it and I was really proud of him for that. And this kind of thing is something that in the past I've tried to do um, and, you know, I've maybe done a day or two maybe, um, but I've struggled because it does, I don't know, it takes effort to do. Um, and it's something that I would love to see in my life more and more and more. And there's probably people out here tonight who would feel that way too. Um, but, I, but I get held back by my fears and my anxieties, you know, or, or I'll be really pumped about it one day. And I'll be like, all right, this is the day. We've got to do this. We've got to do what God's asking. And then the next couple of days I'll be like trailing off a bit and then kind of forget about it. And maybe you're with me on this. Maybe you get really excited about the idea that God wants to use you and he, he wants to work alongside you in bringing people closer to Jesus, but you get worried. Or maybe you're worried about what the people around you will think. And maybe that story just made you think about the thoughts like, oh, what about all the other people that were sitting in that cafe? What would, what would they have thought? Or, you know, what would the conversation with, between the baristas have been after that? And maybe that's the thing that worries you. Or maybe your church life and the rest of your life have become quite separate and you know you come to church on a Sunday go through the motions and then end up going back to your week kind of forgetting about everything that happened and the way that God spoke to you and I myself can find myself in that that mindset it's very easy to go from one place to the next and just keep going and kind of not really focusing on what's happening so maybe that's you or maybe there's some part of you that just believes for whatever reason that God doesn't want to work with you that God can't use you because whatever reason maybe you feel like you're not prepared enough or you know not bold enough not uh, confident enough and I know for me personally I feel like my faith has become quite comfortable with where it's at and I've become um, you know maybe I'll have a spurt of confidence and go do something for God but then you know I'll come back and I'll kind of be like well I've done my bit for the day it's time to chill out um, and I feel like my faith has become a bit confident uh, not confident sorry comfortable and I've gotten into a bit of a routine um, where I'll be like going to church, go to small group, go to youth, and then, you know, just carry back on to the rest of my week like nothing ever happened, um, which I don't enjoy. Um, and it's, it's like my life has become more civilized, um, which is the opposite of what we're hoping for. And I really want to change that. I want my life to be lived with boldness for Jesus. I want to be um, just waiting for the next time God says, do this, do that, and just be willing and bold enough just to get up and do it. I want to live my life with passion like the great apostles in the Bible and the people that I look up to. I want to live my life uncivilized. Is anyone else here feeling like that? You're allowed to respond. Look, barriers, that's great. If you're not, that's also cool. But yeah, that's me. Um, So the passage we're going to look at today is what one author said, is the pleading... Of a, of a man to his son to not become uh, to not become civilized in the way that he expresses his faith. Uh, and if this passage doesn't get you excited, I'm not sure what will. Something will, but I'm not sure what will. So if you want to read along with me, open up your Bibles or your phones or the person next to you's phone to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 to 9. And when you get there, I want to hear the loudest yee-haw. Okay, that's my thing at the moment. And I want to hear real loud ones, so.
All right, so only one person's reading. That's cool. All right, let's read through from verse 5. Thanks, Cameron. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And we'll stop there. But so here we have Paul, who um, I think most of us would know who Paul is. He's, one, he's written like 90% of the New Testament or whatnot. Um, but he's here with Timothy, talking to Timothy, who he sees as his spiritual son. Um, and he's, he's pleading with him not to let his faith dwindle out, uh, but to live his life with boldness and with power, uh, which kind of goes through the whole um, letter, which is cool. And I don't believe that Paul is teaching Timothy anything new. I, it kind of seems to me like he's reminding him and encouraging him of things that he already knows. And I feel like this is Paul's hype-up message to Timothy. He's trying to pump him up. Um, and I really hope for tonight that it's our hype-up message as well. Because, yeah, it's a good verse, good passage. And I see here three things that we can learn from Paul or be reminded of that if we put into practice and seek sincerely in our day-to-day lives, I think that we can start living more and more boldly for God's kingdom. Um, more uncivilized. So if you've got a notebook or just notes on your phone, whip them out, and let's see what it is that Paul wants to teach us. So in verse 6 and 7, we read this. For this reason, and he means because of Timothy's sincere faith, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So let me just take a moment to explain my struggle with these verses, because I spent a lot lot of time on just these two verses. Um, Not because I disagreed with them, but because, um, I don't know, I got a bit confused. Um, The big part I was confused about is the gift of God that Paul talks about. Um, Because if he wants us, or Timothy, to fan into flame this gift of God, I think it's really important to understand exactly what he means by that. Um, And so there's a couple of trains of thought. One being he's, he's literally talking about spiritual gifts, um, like healing or words of knowledge, um, which is possible. Um, or he's possibly just talking about the fact that God gives us the Holy Spirit as a gift, um, which Timothy would have. And to be honest, I kind of feel as though it could be either or both, and they kind of go together. Uh, let me just kind of explain that a little bit. Uh, first of all, there's a few people that are smarter than me, which is crazy, I know. Um, but they've said that the spiritual gift that Paul has been given is courage, which kind of makes sense as to why this, this, this passage is his hype-up thing. He's kind of saying, fan into flame that courage that God has given you, which makes sense. Um, but even if he's talking about the Holy Spirit to Timothy, I think that if, if Timothy brings the Holy Spirit more into his life and is directed and led by the Holy Spirit, then surely flowing from that, the gifts of the Spirit will come through that. Does that make sense? So I kind of feel like either or and both. Um, and it's a good thing to explore, I think. 
So the reminder of uncivilized living from Paul here is to fan into flame the gift of God within you. And the phrase fan into flame, I think, is the perfect phrase because if you think about it, you kind of have to fan into flame a a flame Uh, in the sense that you can't just always leave a match and light things on fire. Sometimes you can. But I think what he's saying is in this is that you have to actually work at it. You, you can't just let it do its thing. You have to actually put effort and time into fanning into flame. So I believe that he's talking about that with the Holy Spirit. That he's saying that we need to fan into flame the Holy Spirit within us in our day-to-day lives uh, with power, love, and self-discipline. And this looks like learning more and more about the Holy Spirit uh, that we see in Scripture. It looks like, just like my friend um, who I caught up with, learning to listen to the Holy Spirit and to act when He asks us to move. Um, it could be going to the Holy Spirit thing on Tuesday. That would be a good place to start as well. And just like in Timothy's case, it looks like us seeking after our spiritual gifts that God's placed in each of us um, and learning how to use them for His glory and, and the world around us. And I believe that all of us who call ourselves Christians have uh, the Holy Spirit within us. And if we don't fan that into flame, if we don't start to lean on the Holy Spirit and learn from Him and listen to Him, um, and if we don't seek after the spiritual gifts that God's given us, then it's kind of like this untapped power that's just sitting there doing nothing. I was kind of thinking about like a battery. If, if you bought a battery fresh and just chucked it in the cupboard, it, it's got so much potential in it, but it's just sitting there doing nothing. Which is kind of like if, if we choose uh, not to fan it into flame, that's kind of what I see it as. So we need to fan into flame the Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts in our day-to-day lives with power, love, and self-discipline. Secondly, Paul tells Timothy in verse 8, he says, Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And what I hear Paul saying um, to Timothy is that if we want to live Uh, uncivilized lives, if we want to be totally sold out for Jesus, then we have to actually, you know, we can't be ashamed of it. We have to hold firm to it. Um, For instance, imagine if you were running or walking down the street and you had to cross the road and you had your earpods in or headphones and you couldn't hear anything and this car was just zooming across and getting ready to hit you. Uh, But before it hit you, this man jumps and pushes you out of the way and gets hit by the car instead. I kind of feel like if that happened to any of us, we would be completely fine telling people the story. We would be happy and we'd be, you know, joyful um, because we're alive. Not joyful that they got hurt, but we'd be so thankful and excited and we would be telling everyone. We wouldn't be ashamed of what had happened, Um, which is quite interesting because sometimes I feel like when it comes to talking about what Jesus has done for us, we can sometimes feel a bit ashamed or embarrassed or, you know, not know the right time to tell people or whatnot. We can kind of, I guess, be a bit more pulled back with it, which is quite interesting. Paul even talks about, he takes it to the point of joining in the suffering um, and persecution with him, which I think in our context probably isn't as bad as what they faced or other people in the world faced. Um, So Timothy hearing that would have probably been freaking out a little bit, like, oh, I have to suffer. This is this fun. So I think what, what we need to take from this is that in whatever situation that we face, um, wherever we find ourselves, whether it's stepping out at coffee, asking, you know, talking to people and praying for people, or whether it's something simple or bigger, we have to go and be bold. We have to be unashamed of Jesus and what he's done for us. You know, we have to stand firm and hold tight to what we believe. 
You know, we might get laughed at. We might have people look at us funny or people, you know, have weird conversations like, what is this guy doing? This is really weird. You know, we, we might even lose friends. But I think that if we want to be uncivilized and we want to be bold and courageous for Jesus, that means that we have to be unashamed of the message that he has and what he's done for us. And finally, Paul takes a moment to remind Timothy by whose power all of this is done, and that's God's power. He goes through what God has done for us, which reveals to me the character of God. So I want to encourage us that, like Paul, uh, that living uncivilized for Jesus isn't a battle that we have to face alone. You know, when we step out for Jesus, we're not doing it alone. We have God on our side. God walks with us and he gives us strength and power to be bold and to stand unashamedly for him. So if you, if you feel like God's asking you to step out, we can ask, them, we can ask him um, to fill us up with power and, and courage to step out for him. The God who is our savior, who defeated death, who is the bringer of life and life to the full, the God who called us to holy living, not because of anything that we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. It's with his strength and by his power and through his grace that we can live uncivilized, fanning into flame the Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts given to us and being completely unashamed and confident in Jesus and what he's done for us. So never forget that whenever you step out, God is going to be with you and you can lean on him and he'll strengthen you. He will comfort you. He will encourage you. Um, So as we journey to be more and more uncivilized and bold and courageous for Jesus, um, that God is with us by our side. And I look, I look at the boldness and the courage of the people that we read about in the Bible, like Paul, Peter, King Josiah, if you ever read about him, the Israelites at Jericho when the wall fell down. And I look at today and I see two very different worlds. Uh, and I wonder how the world would look today if we started living more bold and more uncivilized. If we stopped letting the routineness of our lives um, civilize us and we started to step out in new bold ways. For, for Jesus, being led by the Spirit, letting our faith run wild um, every day. I imagine that this church would have a different atmosphere to it, uh, an atmosphere of anticipation of what God wants to do and an expectation that God will do what He wants to do and He'll step up in big ways. And I imagine moments throughout the service where we'd have people up, multiple people getting up and, and expressing and telling stories of um, the ways that God has moved in their life during the week and the way that God has been stepping into other people's lives, which is exciting. And I imagine this place continuing to be filled up every week with new people, more and more, um, and those people inviting other people, and people just wandering in off the street um, because they feel the excitement um, and the safeness and the hope in this building. I just imagine all the great things that can come from this. I'm very, very excited about that. And just imagine those moments when when people ask you about your faith or people ask you what you do on the weekend. Um, Imagine being bold enough to just say exactly what happened, exactly what you're feeling, rather than being scared or worried about what they're going to think. And no matter how weird they feel like you are, you know, imagine just standing up and being proud and unashamed of what God has done. So who's with me? Who else wants to help see this dream um, come to reality? I think it's going to be really exciting. So let's go out into our weeks and genuinely seek out the Holy Spirit in our lives and fan into flame the spiritual gifts that God has placed in each and every one of us. Let's go to work, to uni, when we're hanging out with friends, wherever, and not at all be ashamed of Jesus, but be proud and bold to express what he's done for us and what he's done for other people. 
And let's continually go back into our lives, reminding ourselves that God is there with us every step of the way, that every time we do something for Him and we step out and ask, uh, we'll step out to do what He's asking us, that God will be with us and giving us power and strength and comfort. So let's pray. Lord, we thank You so much for all the things that You've done for us. Lord, we thank You for Your sending of Jesus on the cross to die for us. And we, we pray that wherever we go, Lord, whoever talks to us about, about you, Lord, that we will be able to stand up and be unashamed of the message that we have, Lord, of the truth and the hope that we have within us. That we'll be able to boldly go um, and tell people about you and pray with people and um, invite them to church, Lord. Help us to be bold and brave. I pray, Lord, that as we leave, that we will all have on our minds the, the seeking of your Holy Spirit, Lord, and um, all that you can do in our lives and others' lives, Lord, that we can seek after it with a hunger that we haven't had before, Lord. And I pray that you will step up and move every time that we come to you, Lord, that you will say the things that you want to say and ask us to do the things you want us to do, Lord. And I pray that you give us the boldness and the, the power and the authority to step out when you ask us to, Lord, that when we're at work and we feel like you say, speak to this person or pray with this person, Lord, give us the, the boldness to do that, Lord. And we just pray that as we go, Lord, that you create opportunities for us to go deeper with you and, and to invite others into that, Lord. Um, opportunities to speak your truth to others, Lord, and to, um, to pray with people and invite them into what you've got planned for them, Lord Jesus. So be with us this week, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen.